0: Can smaller agencies save the ad business? I think so. And our guest today on the Desuckify Work podcast gives us plenty of reasons to believe. Drew McClellan runs the Agency Management Institute with his wife, Danielle. They help small to mid-sized agencies make the hard work of running the business easier, less lonely, and more profitable. Drew helps us understand just how that can happen during our conversation. The key takeaways, be human. Don't hide your flaws, own them. Show the team that you're open to working on them. Live by your values. Don't just post them in the break room, talk about them regularly and help people see how they can live them through the work they do. Pull back the curtain. You run a business, your team knows this and wants to understand more about it. How can their work contribute to the success of the agency? Why does it matter in the big picture? These are all things that smaller agencies can do really well. And if they do, they can bring a lot of hope back to an industry that has felt a bit off course for a while now. We can do work that matters. We can create environments that treat people well. We can make our clients a ton of money and make the world a bit kinder in the process. It's not a zero sum game. It's an invitation to embrace creativity and humanity in all that we do. And I hope more of us respond to that call with enthusiasm and curiosity. Listen to Drew for even a few minutes and I think you'll be on board. Okay, Drew McClellan, welcome to the DeSuckify Work podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation.
0: Yeah, likewise, uh, I'm excited to dig into some stuff. I know you're from the the agency world. You work with a lot of agencies in, in your current work. And uh, I think there'll be a lot of interesting stories to share. Uh, I'd love for you to get a chance to just, you know, tell tell everybody what you do for work and, and maybe a little bit about how you came to be doing it. Sure. So
1: Agency Management Institute is sort of a educational think tank and training ground for agency owners and leaders. Okay. And so everyone who so it's been around since the late 90s everybody who works at AMI either currently owns an agency and is doing this work part-time facilitating some of the groups or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are co-owners of AMI. Uh, we both have owned agencies for over 20 years. We sold my wife's. We still have mine, actually. Okay. Um, and so what we do is we help agency owners run the business of the business. So most people who own agencies are accidental business owners. They yeah. worked in agencies and all of a sudden they're like, they either got laid off or something happened. They thought, oh, you know what? I'll just do some consulting till I find a job. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to start a little agency and next thing they know they have 10 employees and they're having to figure out what a P&L says and they're dealing with HR issues and that just wasn't their training. They're really good at the client facing stuff, but the idea of running the business profitably is kind of foreign territory to them. And so mm-hmm. they do it kind of by the seat of their pants and yeah. some are more successful instinctually than others. But there's actually a lot of best practices and objective metrics that help agency owners really run their business well and profitably and in a way that you know keeps employees around and clients around. And so we teach all of that through everything from a weekly podcast that's been around for about eight years mm. to workshops to a conference we do every May. And then kind of the heart of AMI are what we call peer groups. So mm. kind of like a vistage group or an EO group, only mm-hmm. everyone around the table owns an agency. And so you're literally surrounding yourself with peers who walk the same walk you walk every day. Mm. And so they learn from us, but they also learn a lot from each other. And we have a core philosophy that everybody learns faster and better when we learn together. Mm-hmm. So we've just tried to create a community feel where, you know, agency owners, it's lonely. You don't want to tell anybody how business is going or... Mm-hmm you know, where you're struggling because everybody's your competition. And we've just tried to eliminate that. And we have sort of, uh, there's plenty of, plenty of fish in the sea for everybody, but if we help each other, then everybody gets better faster. So that's kind of what we do every day.
0: Uh, I like it. And I think it's interesting because I think for, for those of us who, who, who aren't running agencies, but have spent a lot of time in the agency world, you might, you might lose sight or not be clued into some of the challenges that, that show up for agency owners. Oh um, yeah, right. I, and I think, you know, the, the loneliness is the one that kind of jumps out at me because I, I think, I think you just presume, ah, you, you got it all together. Right, You're right. running a business, like life is great. Um, lonely? What are you talking about? You're on top of the world. Right. So right. that's that's a really interesting thing. And when I think about, you know, you know what I'm trying to do here with with this Desuckify Work podcast, and that's kind of my my mission overall for my business, and I'm. I'm doing uh, coaching as well as some, some consulting work on the ad side. Um, that's an interesting piece of that, right? Like work can, can, cannot not be great at a lot of levels, but, but at the owner level, that's interesting to, to me. And I think it might be eye opening to some folks who, who aren't yeah. at that level and maybe to folks who are at that level, but haven't really allowed themselves to acknowledge that, oh. Yeah, work can sometimes suck, even if you've got what what appears to be, you know, a great thing going. So when well, you and no,
1: and no one has a great thing all the time, right? Yeah. I mean, even mm-hmm. a super successful business, there are mm-hmm. days or months or you know, in in this case, twenty three's been brutal for agencies. Oh, so there's yeah. days, months, or a year. Mm -hmm. Where it is painful and hard, and it feels like you're dragging a boulder up a mountain every Mm. freaking day. Yeah. And, you know, coming off of COVID and the great resignation, agency Mm -hmm. owners, a lot of them went into 23 already a little fatigued. Yeah. And then to have it be such a tough year because of the economy and all the other reasons,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, that just magnifies the loneliness. And so, what we really try and do is, provide best practices like here's how to make that better but Mm -hmm. also just some support to say you know what this is sucking for everyone right now this is not you doing it badly this Mm -hmm. is not you not knowing what you're doing but this is just a hard season and we have to sort of shoulder it together Mm -hmm. let's let's help each other get through it and know that hopefully 24 is going to turn around and be better sometimes you just need the support and encouragement and so a lot of our work is that so i often say you know we are, we're sort of partial financial experts. We're financial people, ex- partial financial people experts. Mm-hmm. And part of it's we're shrinks. We're psychologists. We're a support mm-hmm. system. And all yeah. of those things are important.
0: Mm-hmm. What, what has been the best way that people have been able to kind of keep their head up during the tough times this year?
1: Well, it's interesting because for a lot of agencies, it's been, you know, life is never black and white. So Mm -hmm. um, for a lot of agencies, biz dev has been really brutal this year. It's been really Mm -hmm. hard to land new business. But on the upside, they have one of the best teams they've ever had. They're feeling finally like they sort of cycled through, you know, Mm. during COVID and right after COVID, agencies were desperate. For bodies. There were fewer bodies in the market. So they were hiring whatever they could. Mm -hmm. They've now sort of cycled through, kept the employees that were good, gotten rid of the employees that were not right fits for them. Mm -hmm. They're feeling like their team is awesome. So then you have the dichotomy of feeling really great about the team, don't have enough work to keep them busy. Mm -hmm. Do I let them go, which financially is the right thing to do, Mm -hmm. but they were were so hard to find that I'm afraid. I'm afraid I won't find them again, and so, you know, it's it's been a it's been a mixed bag, like every single year is. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's just that's the reality of business. I think
2: is, Mm -hmm.
1: you know, there are there are days when you would sell your business for a nickel, Mm -hmm. and there are days when you skip home because you had such an amazing day, Mm -hmm. and either you changed. The trajectory of an employee or a client or both. And you just feel like you're in the exact right place. And I think that's business ownership is understanding the ebb and flow of all those emotions and all of the, you know, some things are super easy and some things are mentally taxing. And that's just the, that's the grind of owning a business. Mm -hmm. That's also the joy of owning a business.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can, I can see that. I mean, you know, I, I guess I would say I'm I'm owning my own solo business right now, and I'm, I'm feeling some of those things. And so I can certainly relate to it. Um, you know, one of the things that I I thought of, as you were mentioning, that it was a little slow because biz dev is slow this year. Has there been any opportunity for folks to lean into to training a little bit more this year, trying to, you know, kind of set themselves up for, for the hopeful, you know, better 2024?
1: yeah but you know when 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 biz dev is slow cash flow is slow so mm-hmm. am I gonna invest in training then yeah so you know what w- we we put on maybe twelve or fifteen workshops throughout the year and
2: mm-hmm.
1: what we've seen is that you know it's been attendance has been pretty consistent so yes I think people are still investing in it mm-hmm. but I think people who have sort of thought about doing it but haven't dabbled in it and haven't experienced the value of having smarter people or agency owners being smarter. So you know again, we've had no attrition in our peer groups, but those are people who've been in the peer groups and they know the value of it. Mm-hmm. But we're actually seeing an uptick in people attending. So I do think I do think despite the fact that cash flow is tight
2: mm-hmm. when
1: when um, people are validated that the training is going to be worth it, Right mm-hmm. then, I think they're willing to invest in it. I also mm-hmm. think you know there's a lot of training and learning that you can do on your own, whether it's book or podcast and yes. like that. And mm-hmm. you know, I I know we're seeing more trajectory on the podcast and places like that. I mean, our numbers are going up, so I know more people mm-hmm. are listening. So I think people are trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. They, they they're trying to find resources that are credible that understand their specific industry. You know, one of the things that agencies wrestle with is their clients want you to be an expert in their industry. They don't want to teach you hospitality mm-hmm. or healthcare or whatever the mm-hmm. whatever the industry is. Well, agency folks are like that too. They want to talk to people who know exactly what agencies need to do. Mm-hmm. And so when they find those resources, um, and you know, there are not a ton of them out there, but when yeah. they find those resources, then they they tap into them pretty hard.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, one of the things that that kind of jumped off the page on, on your guys's site for me, your, your values. Um, you know, the first one says we lead with love. And that struck mm-hmm. me as um, refreshing and a little unusual in, in, in mm-hmm. the agency world, right, which can sometimes feel very cutthroat and, uh, you know, pretty hardcore. Um, where does that value come from and, and how how does it show up in, in the work you do?
1: I, I think it's born. I think when you own a business and it's a privately held, closely held business, the values mm-hmm. of the business are the values of the owners, right? Mm-hmm. And so for Danielle and I, uh, my wife, for Danielle mm-hmm. and I, it's sort of how we approach life. I mean, it's, yes. it's our our job is to love on people and to support them and help them mm-hmm. feel less alone. And so, yeah, we teach math and we teach agency math and we teach HR Practicalities, and we, mm-hmm. but, but underneath all of that, our clients are people who want to be celebrated, want to be seen, want to be recognized, want to be heard. And, mm-hmm. You know, when you think about it, and I, and I'm sure you see this in your business too. When you think about it. When you own a business, it impacts every aspect of your life, right? Mm-hmm. It impacts your marriage, it impacts your kids, it impacts mm-hmm. whether or not you can go on vacation, it mm-hmm. impacts the fact that because you own the business, you can leave at three o'clock to go visit your mom in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. So good and bad yeah. is not there is no separation. And so mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how to do the work we do without caring about the people we do it for and without mm-hmm. surrounding them with the support they need. Not Mm -hmm. just intellectually, but also emotionally and mentally. And so we just, we just really believe. And and part of it, quite honestly, is, you know, I'm half Italian. And so, you know, I I hug everybody. And so that for a lot of people, that translates to, you know, being loving. And for me, it's just, it's just life, right? That's That's normal. Yeah. So, um, but I think, I think our clients feel and know that we're not just, we just uh, finished. So, we do a lot of M&A work. We help a lot of mm-hmm. people buy and sell their agencies. And we just mm-hmm. wrapped up a 18 month engagement where two long term employees. So uh, bought the agency from the founders, Mm. husband and wife founder team. And I got an email from the wife the other day. And she said, you know, I knew you were the right ones for us when I saw your values and I saw Mm. love and Mm. those kind of words all over it, because I knew this was going to be a very personal journey to, to walk away from a business that we had run for 30 years Mm -hmm. that we had, you know, stayed up nights worrying about. I needed somebody who would actually care about us as people Mm -hmm. as well as care about the business. And so for some people, I'm sure they see that and go, absolutely not. These are yeah. not our people. And yeah. you know what? That's great. It's good that, the, you know, that's why we're so bold about it because mm-hmm. we can't change how we work and we can't change right. how we approach the work. So mm-hmm. we might as well be really upfront about how we do it. And you either yeah. go, that resonates or yeah, that's yucky. I don't want, I don't want, that. I don't I don't want the love. I just want the, I just want the numbers.
0: Want the numbers. Okay
1: then I can refer you to somebody else who does what yeah. we do, but doesn't do it in the same way.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can appreciate that. And I what I wonder if you get a chance to observe that 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 love and that approach, do you get to see how the work you do with the owners and the heads of these agencies flows into the teams at large? Like I don't know what your Church. engagements are like. Do you get to see that and really notice yeah. how that shows up?
1: Yeah, I mean, some of the work we do is just with the owners, but a lot of the work is with the leadership team or we're on site with the entire agency. And so um, we do get to see how it trickles through the organization. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll have we'll show up someplace and somebody will be like, oh. You're Drew and Danielle. Like they've heard our names, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 the agency owners come back from a peer group or whatever, and they have this notebook full of we have to do all these things. And so the employees mm-hmm. know who we are. And yeah. um, so you know, again, it's our job to show up how we show up for all of those people. And mm-hmm. and agency owners want to be great employers. They really mm-hmm. do. And and I will say, we do a salary and benefit survey. They're Mm -hmm. super generous with their people, not just in salaries, but in all of the perks and benefits, both Mm -hmm. formal and informal. Mm -hmm. Um, And employees, they want to find a home. They want to find a place where they can matter, where they can really contribute, but also where where those contributions are recognized and appreciated. Mm -hmm. So I think when we can help the agency owners run the business better... Mm-hmm. run it with more profit, which allows them to trickle that through the organization, create bonus programs, more generous vacation policies, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I do think it has impact, long-term impact on employee retention, employee satisfaction, you know, the quality of work that the agency does, all of that stuff is so interwoven. Mm-hmm. I'm happy at my job and I and I know my boss sees when I go above and beyond, I want to go above and beyond. Well, that's great mm-hmm. for the client, which is great for client retention. It's all it's all so intricately woven together that I mm-hmm. I don't think you can pull on one string without pulling on a bunch of others.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I think that shows up for anyone at any level in an agency. You can feel that. Um yeah. You know, just that sudden boost of sudden feeling like you're you're getting recognized more, appreciated more. Yeah. Uh, there's that connection with the team. Um, you know, and, and I and think you know, that, about-
1: And that gets back to your question before. So one of the things I say to employees is, when was the last time you said to your boss, your, the agency owner? So they're human beings too. They want to be recognized. They want to mm. be seen. But very few employees stop to think and say, I should say, thank you. For sending me to that conference. Or I should say, mm-hmm. I really love, I really appreciate how flexible you are with my time. It lets me pick my kid up after school, or you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Right. So agency owners don't get a lot of that, which is one of the things honestly they get from us. Us mm-hmm. saying to them, You're doing a good job. You yeah. are, you know, here's what the norm is, because we're seeing it because we're working with hundreds of agencies. Here's mm-hmm. what the norm is for vacation or raises or fill in the bank, Mm -hmm. here's what you're doing. Do you recognize how awesome you are and what Mm -hmm. you're doing for your people? Nobody says that to them. And so that's part of our job is to help them sort of look in the mirror and go, you know what? I don't suck. I am doing good. I Mm -hmm. am taking good care of my people. I am encouraging them. I am mentoring them. I am creating opportunity Mm -hmm. for them and their families Mm because they don't get a lot of credit for that
0: yeah no i think you're right i mean i've i've spent time in some smaller shops and it's tough i think in any agency it's tough but as employees i think you do tend to you tend to bring the bad stuff up Mm. you know i think and that's that's normal right i mean i'm struggling with this thing and, and or this thing is frustrating me but you don't tend to bring the great stuff up all that often and i don't know whether that's just because we think you think oh life is great up there therefore yep. they don't need to hear from me and and i think there's a lot to be said for just acknowledging the humanity through the agency that i think yep. gets lost sometimes right we just we're we think about our own needs or we 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 presume things about those who are Above us or below us. And yep. how do you how do you help agencies foster that kind of culture and dialogue where where some of that conversation becomes a little more natural? It's not, it's not forced. It's just, oh, that's a fellow human being, whether that's the owner of the agency, whether that's, right. you know, a junior employee or anyone in between.
1: I think it starts with the agency and owner setting the mm-hmm. example.
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
1: So I think I think it and I think that's twofold. So I think it's one taking the pace of our work is so fast Mm -hmm. that it's so easy to just go, go, go and not stop and say, you know what, I saw what you did. I saw that you stayed late. I saw that Mm -hmm. you. Helped somebody else on an account that's not yours. I mm-hmm. I I got an email from a client that said you were impressive. Whatever it is, it's so easy to not stop and say those things. Mm-hmm. So I think number one is really creating, an attitude of of gratitude and it, this sounds terrible, but scheduling like tracking. One of the things we recommend to agency owners is that you keep an Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet or whatever whatever your tool of choice is. Mm -hmm. And you check when you have verbally out loud complimented an employee and you keep Mm. the employee list because Mm. it's, you know, everybody has favorites. I don't care if you say you don't. Everybody has favorites. Yeah, of course. So, uh, of course, you're nicer to those people. But mm-hmm. well, when was the last time that the quiet little meek employee that never really raises their head above their desk, when was the last time you walked over to them and said, that code was so clean, mm-hmm. the client was so impressed? You know, so A, we, that's example number one. And number yeah, two that's really cool. is the agency owner also has to be willing to be human, mm. right? And to be able to say to at an all-team meeting, you know what, you guys, I'm tired, I, mm-hmm. I know you're all tired, but you gotta know I'm tired too. I'm trying so hard
0: to mm-hmm. bring new
1: business in and I'm frustrated that we are putting together these amazing proposals and these other things and we're just not getting bites. But you know what? AMI is telling us that every agency is doing this. So I want you to know, mm-hmm. and I need to remind myself, we're not doing anything wrong. It's just the season that we're in. Yeah. Right. But being able to be that vulnerable or to, or to say, you know what, I'm 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 embarrassed to admit to all of you that client XYZ fired us today. And here's why Mm. this is heartbreaking for me because this was an important client. We all worked really hard to win that piece of business, but you know what? We dropped the ball. Mm. We did this, or we did that. And so I, I take ownership of that. I should have bet, you know, whatever, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but agency owners often feel like they have to have all the answers and they have to they have to present themselves like they are infallible and sort of unflappable. Mm-hmm. The truth of it is when you present yourself that way, your employees don't have the path to be fallible mm-hmm. and and flustered because they don't have the example in that so they think it's wrong. Mm. So then they show up in a way that is like, you know, a little hardened as opposed to mm-hmm. everybody really bringing their humanity to work and just admitting, you know, both good and bad, like we kicked ass today and I am so proud of us. And I feel so good. This is why I do this work. Mm -hmm. But also on the days when it's not so awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that as, as a leader, that can be tough, right? Because you are, Oh yeah. You're worried if you show vulnerability that, will, will, will your team sort of lose trust in you? Oh no, I don't, I don't have it all together. Um, Um, but I think, I think you're right. I think you're really modeling the kind of behavior you want to see from others, but do you find that people struggle with that? If it's not natural to them that they go, Oh, I don't want people to see that there might be cracks because then they might be afraid that I don't have it figured out.
1: Well, I think it starts with the fallacy that the employees actually think we have it all figured out. They know better, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's what we want. It's sort of like our kids, right? We want our yeah. kids to think that we know all the answers and, mm-hmm. and you know, our-, our always right and and Mm -hmm. our our kids know better too so i think it starts with sort of accepting the fact that everybody knows you're flawed Mm -hmm. right yeah and then i think for some for some owners it's actually a relief to be able to be more themselves and Mm -hmm. there were a lot of horrible things that came out of covid but i think one of the good things that came out of covid was it it was an invitation for everyone that it was we had to be more human with each other because we were going through something we had never gone through Mm. before. It was Mm -hmm. affecting our families. It was affecting our lives. We were afraid. We didn't know what was coming around the corner because we'd never done this before. So Mm -hmm. I think it kind of opened the door to a new level of vulnerability. And for some agency owners, they've sort of stayed in that place and they've sort of been more human with their team. Mm -hmm. And for others, they gravitated back to their sort of stoic ways. And so they do need more coaching and reminding Mm -hmm. that it's actually a relief to the employees when you can be more true to who you are in all aspects, Mm
0: -hmm. because it invites
1: them to be more true to who they are too.
0: Yeah. I think, I think you're seeing that sort of industry wide, like some folks and this kind of shows up in the the remote or hybrid or back to work kind of stuff I mean and I think there there are valid reasons to choose any of those paths but I think what you see is some people who are maybe choosing the back to work path are not coming at it maybe from the from a humanity perspective and here's why I think this is good for all of us but more of like the resorting back to the like we just need to be here, butts and seats, da 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 da, and it and it it brings back that sort of tight, close to the vest. I'm not going to really reveal the truth to you. Right. I'm going to kind of uh, filter it through something that everybody can see, and then you have people, you know, you know. You talk about some of the the challenges that have come through in the last few years. Engagement across every business is really struggling, um, but employee engagement i think in advertising is you know 30 percent maybe um right. and, and i think it's some of that and and how do you what are you seeing because i know you focus on the sort of small to mid-sized agency world which is very distinct from the kind of large holding holding company model oh, yeah. yeah um do you see some of those same challenges and if you do how do you deal with them at, at that size of an agency
1: yeah, our clients for the most part are a hundred employees or less. And a mm-hmm. lot of them are 10, 20, 30 employees. So it's yeah. very closely held businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Um I, I think one of the challenge one of, one of the upsides of being that size business or owning that size business is that you really know your people pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also challenging because when you have to make hard decisions, mm-hmm. you know, like you have to cut staff or whatever it is, you you feel the impact yeah. of what that's going to do to somebody because you know that their kids in college or their mm-hmm. mom is sick or fill in the mm-hmm. blank. And so yep. you you feel the impact of your decision on their life. So I think that's mm-hmm. challenging. But I also think it offers the opportunity to be more connected to your people and to to be more human, if you will. And and mm-hmm. and to to your point to say, you know, look you guys, the five days a week remote isn't working. Right. We're we're missing the opportunity to sit in a room together and think out loud together. Mm-hmm. And yes, we can do that on Zoom, but it's not the same thing. And we're mm-hmm. and we're missing the opportunity for the younger employees to absorb through osmosis and overhearing conversations. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that the senior people have been doing really well for years. And so we have to find we have to find a way to do this different. Mm-hmm. That is that is of value to the clients. it's a value to each of us in terms of how we grow, but mm-hmm. also we have to do it in a way that still allows people the flexibility that we've gotten used to in mm-hmm. terms of sort of mismashing our life and work. you know i've I've never I've never loved the phrase life work balance. I don't think it exists. Mm-hmm. I, I think the reality is we have everybody has a level of life work blend, which is, they interact with each other. They conflict with each other. They Mm -hmm. stack on top of each other. And I think one of the things we're learning how to do as employers is how do we create a blend or an opportunity for blend that is fair to everyone and kind of treats everyone equally, but doesn't necessarily look the same for everyone. Mm. So, you know, a lot of agencies are are doing things like, okay, we're going to be in the office two or three days a week and everybody needs to be in the office from 10 to 3. If 7 to 3 works for you better, great.
3: Mm-hmm. If 10 to
1: 6 works better for you, great. But- mm we're going to have these core hours where we do have the time to collaborate and work together back Mm -hmm. in the day. That would have never happened. Right. I mean, every, it was like everyone was had to be in by eight and we're going Mm -hmm. to have a traffic meeting at eight 30. The reason we schedule the traffic meeting is because that way everyone has to be there on time and (laughs) you know, all those sort of things. So I do think the workplace is changing Mm -hmm. in some really good ways, but I also think it's frustrating and um, Again, it's uncharted waters. So agency mm-hmm. owners are trying to figure it out. They're trying to fit, you know, and they're getting a lot of pushback when they start making changes. Everybody mm-hmm. got very used to. Sure. Uh, and, and the pendulum swung to like, people were literally getting on a Zoom call with their boss saying, oh, by the way, my family moved to Wyoming last weekend, but mm-hmm. it's fine, I can work, I can still work. Not mm-hmm. asking, not having a conversation. So there's also on the flip side, Mm -hmm. Of where the owner's at, the employees have this new sense of entitlement and are Mm -hmm. very emboldened to just tell their boss how they're going to work. And Mm. we're still trying to figure out the mechanics of that, right? Like there's got to be a happy medium Mm -hmm. where you don't actually get to just tell me you moved to Wyoming and you're going to keep your job. Because some jobs that's not going to work for and other jobs, it might be fine. And so there's a lot of ambiguity and uncertainty right now. I think throughout in every business. I mean, if you look at any business publication, they're all writing about mm-hmm. know, the change how leadership is changing, how the workplace mm-hmm. is changing. So I think a lo- I think for a lot of owners, they're trying kind of just trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's a really interesting example of the the folks who maybe moved without you know mentioning it and then, you know, I think you have the flip side of there are some companies where maybe they did Promise, like it's okay to move. We're we're remote, right. and then suddenly, or they hired somebody from Wyoming, saying right. it's going to be fine, and then six months later, nine months later, they're like, uh. and so you have both sides of that equation, and 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 I think it it creates both. There's some stress. There's some trust issues that show up in both directions, right? It's yeah. like as a, yeah. as an employee, I'm like maybe I'm frustrated. As an as an owner, I'm like ah, I'm I'm trying to create as much flexibility in this workplace as possible. And, and, and but we
1: still have to be profitable, but, but so I have to of yeah, clients. Yeah. yeah.
0: I have to do the things I have to do. And, yep. and I want, I want people to understand that. And one of the things that you, somewhere on your site, you mentioned this thought that a lot of owners are, are wanting their employees to think a little more like an owner, right. To bring that sense of understanding the business side of things more. And, you know, I think, I think for some people that's natural, they want to know a little more. And then for a lot of folks, yeah. it's like, I don't care. I do what I do, I write copy, I'm an account person and, and I don't wanna hear it. What What do you do? How do you work with 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 owners to, to maybe create a culture where there is more interest in learning about how the business runs and how their particular role ladders up to the bigger business goals?
1: Yeah, I, I think agency owners have to recognize that for some people, working at an agency is their career. And they really are invested in the Mm -hmm. agency's success, in their own growth, and for other people, it's a job. Mm -hmm. And you have to sort of recognize, you sort of have to know where people are at. And if it's just Mm -hmm. a job, again, Mm -hmm. treating everyone fairly doesn't mean treating everyone equally. So Great if point. somebody if somebody gives 120%, you give them 120% back. Somebody mm-hmm. gives 85% because that's the minimum viable amount they mm-hmm. give, then you give them 85% back. Mm-hmm. And, and you invite them to join the other team, but you also don't sweat it if they don't. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. the, the deal. But yeah. I do think there are some things you can do to make everyone feel more connected to the business. So mm-hmm. one of the things that we teach is we've developed a bonus program which rather, so, you know, for most agencies, it's the fourth quarter, I have some money in the bank, I'm going to give people bonuses. And mm-hmm. end, you do that two or three years and it becomes an entitlement, yep. right? As opposed to the way we approach bonuses, again, with the financial clarity that we teach is bonuses should be tied to business performance. Mm-hmm. And, your, and your employees need to understand every month how we did against business performance and did money go into the kitty for the bonus or not? And mm-hmm. here's why money did or didn't go into the kitty. And when everybody cares about what we talk about all the time, which is adjusted gross income, mm-hmm. which is the money that agencies actually have to spend on people overhead and profit, right? Mm-hmm. After the cost of goods are out of there. Yep. So if when everybody cares about AGI mm-hmm. and every month you're taking an opportunity to teach, here's how roles impact AGI because Every employee makes decisions every single day that either costs the agency money or makes the agency money. Mm-hmm. When the employees understand that what if I'm the financial person, if I'm the bookkeeper, mm-hmm. what are the things I do that save us money or cost us money or make mm-hmm. us money? If mm-hmm. I'm the AE or the copywriter, what do I do that saves us money, makes us money or costs us money? And when everyone cares about what the AGI is, because that's going to impact whether or not they get a bonus, now, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, even the people who think it's just a job kind of have to care because Mm -hmm. now it impacts their pocket, right? Yeah. I think there are a lot of ways to do that, but I think that's one of the ways. Another way I think is for agencies to be, agency owners to be really clear about the sort of the mission, vision, and values of the business, right? Mm -hmm. Like. Here's who we are. Here's how the world is different if we're not here. Here's how Mm. we change our client's world. Mm. I get it. We are not saving lives. We're not doctors. We're not, you know, ER folks. We're not, but we do actually help our clients keep their job. Mm -hmm. We do actually help businesses be successful so Mm -hmm. that they don't have to lay people off. We do have impact Mm -hmm. on other people's lives. It's not as direct as other professions, but- what we do is important and mm-hmm. celebrating that and recognizing that matters. Yeah. Understanding the values of the business and and how, again, you show up to live out those values or how you diminish those values in the eyes of your coworkers or your clients. Mm-hmm. Those kind of conversations, which get back to the agency owner being a little vulnerable, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, those kind of conversations and those kind of celebrations when people really show up Mm-hmm. Are again, ways to connect people back to the core business of what we do and why we do it. And mm. when, pe- and one of the things we know is especially around younger employees, they want to understand the bigger picture, not necessarily the business bigger picture, yeah. right? but what am I doing to change the world mm-hmm. through my
0: work? Yeah.
1: And you can work for a for-profit business that has business goals and objectives and still change the world. Mm. And when we, when we Connect those dots for the employees and we invite them to participate in that Mm -hmm. that's when you move somebody from it being a job to a career and it makes the people who are there for a career say this is a place that i really want to invest in because Mm -hmm. i feel good about my work i feel like my my efforts are being appreciated when i make the right decisions and i help the team the, mm-hmm. the bonus kitty gets added to. So it also takes, helps me take care of my family. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. All of those things line up for me. I do want to stay here. And that's where we see em- employers in the agency space that have employees that have been around for 10 or 15 years, when yeah. you now the average is two or three years.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. I, <clears throat> I, had a, I had a guy on my, my show earlier, uh, Mike Wolfson runs an agency out in LA and yeah, he was saying, you know, their their turnover is, you know, something like seven or 8% compared to the average of like 30% because of right. all the things you're talking about. They invite people yep. in to, to understand the values and understand the role they play and how it impacts, you know, the business. And I think, I think both sides of that can be really important. I think the value side is the one that probably is more obvious in the sense that people are craving purpose and they want to change the world. And that's a really great way to do it. But I, I think the business side, for at least a percentage of people, it, it suddenly gives you agency, right? You know, you show it right, to right. work and it's like, oh, all I do is is I do this project and then I hand it off and I don't know what happens. It's Like, no, right. what you actually do is this thing. And here's let me connect some dots for you to understand how that behavior results in more money in right. the pool or if you if you end up going down a different path it can actually hurt that just so, so you know that so you're making much more informed choices right and don't feel blindsided when they go oh the kitty's empty right yeah you know right. yeah. i think there i think there's so much value in that and i think it's one of the huge benefits of smaller agencies is the the, the ability for people to connect to work in that way because you get into yeah. the big holding companies and it's like Oof, really hard for me as a, a mid-level copywriter to understand how I'm somehow Yeah.
1: what's my role in this right you know
0: what what yeah. what is my, what is the purpose of WPP right you know right. um so that could becomes a lot harder and I think there's a lot more room to to create the kinds of careers that do feel like they matter for people Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned the idea that people just want to have a place they feel like home yeah like I think you can feel that a lot more in in the smaller places um i wanted to to jump to a couple things that you're doing and 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 just get some some insight on how those are showing up for you the podcast you mentioned going on for Mm. eight years what what are some of the big things that you've you've learned from doing that podcast over the last eight years
1: uh one of the things that i love about the podcast is uh i get smarter with Mm -hmm. every episode right because so uh we have a five episode cycle. So the first four episodes are with a guest who serves agencies. And so I get smarter by asking them good questions. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth episode is what we call a solo cast. So it's really me, me or Danielle and I together mm-hmm. teaching something.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so one of the things I learned is it helped. It's a great way for me to sharpen my saw all the time. Mm-hmm. The second thing is um, there's there's such power. And you probably know this too, from, from your show, there's Mm -hmm. such power that people connect when they connect to a voice and a face. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've written blog posts, I've written books, I've done other things and people Mm -hmm. like those and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But the intimacy of the connection is Mm -hmm. very different. So, uh, so I mentioned that we do a conference every May. Mm -hmm. So at every conference there are, you know, a third of the people I've met before and two thirds of the people I've never met. And people will walk around a corner and go, I know who you are because they heard my voice Mm. when I was talking to somebody else and they walk up. I've never met these people before and they walk up and they hug me because Mm. they feel like they know me right Yeah. that there's an intimacy of that connection, which I love. Again, you you Mm -hmm. go back to our values. Mm -hmm. I want them to feel like they know us and we know them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so I love the medium for that. Yeah, I also love the discipline of having to do it every week. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, it's like a as agency people, we're so deadline driven. Yeah, and and you have so much on your plate that if there's if it's not due, mm-hmm. it just doesn't get done. So, yep. for me, I love the the rigidity. Really, um, mm-hmm. I gotta have a new episode out every week, so I better figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the fact that people can listen to it while they're doing other things. So people will say to me, well, you're on the golf course with me every Monday, or you, mm. you, know, you walk my dog with me. Yeah, and, You know, people send me pictures of their dog and say, mm-hmm. you help you walk Cooper with me. And, you know, and I get, to, so again, it's not just a one-sided intimacy, right? I get to know the listeners mm-hmm. um, if they are willing to reach out and connect. And so I, I love all of that. Mm. Uh, I also have learned from that, that people are very generous. They really mm-hmm. do want to share what they know and yep. they are willing to do that without any expectation of what they get from it. Mm-hmm. I know I know that some of our guests get business after being on the show, and mm-hmm. I'm sure some of them don't. But right. they're just, they're invested in the industry, they're invested in their craft and they want to share what they know. And so I, I love that generosity and that sense of, look, I'm just going to share my best stuff and if people can use it, great. And mm-hmm. if that results in business for me down the line, so be it, right? Mm. So yeah. so I, I love all of those things about podcasting. I, I I, really started it as kind of an experiment. Podcasting was just sort of coming into its own. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm going to try this. And yeah. now, honestly, I couldn't stop it if I wanted. <laughs> Even if I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, there, There's just too much demand. I, I mm-hmm. just couldn't do that to the community at this point
0: yeah yeah it is it is a fascinating medium that it does make you feel like you know the person i think yeah. out some of the shows oh, yeah. i listen to and it's like yeah I, I i find myself occasionally feeling that like oh yeah i know that person it's like yeah. oh wait well no i don't but i guess i do you know yeah. and it's it's pretty fascinating i i think you know the the learning that comes from it is is also pretty fascinating and the value that you're putting out right i mean i think the ability to to share knowledge in a way that is so natural and conversational yeah to your point it does create a big distinction between a book or a course which have their place definitely yep. but like i think for some folks you absorb that and like you said it's like you can absorb it anywhere which is such a huge gift um
1: I, I also think, too, the podcast lends itself to you being human. So it's back mm-hmm. to what we were talking about with the agency yeah. owners, right? So mm-hmm. so in our newsletter and on the podcast, you know, I'll talk about that I love the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'll mm-hmm. talk about our kids. I'll talk yeah. about – because and I'm telling a story because I'm going to bring it back to the business reason why I'm telling the story. Mm-hmm. But I don't – I do not believe – in separating our personal life. I mean, I'm married to my business partner, so I kind of right. can't, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but I do not believe in separating our business life and who we are as business people from who we are as humans. Mm-hmm. And so I also think one of the great things about the podcast is, I do think people get to know us as human mm-hmm. beings. And I do yeah. think they get a sense of who and how we are, mm-hmm. which I love, right? It, I, to yeah. me, it's, it's it's, again, it's shorthand to either we're your people or we're not your people. And mm. either one is okay. And the quicker we can help you decide that, the better mm-hmm. that works for me.
0: Yeah. I think it what what showed up for me there is also you're you're sort of modeling a, a way of being that any agency owner can bring into their day-to-day work, which is yep. to, to show up in conversations with curiosity and love and 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 empathy, um and and think about the connections in that way versus it being very business-like where I'm going to teach you something. It's like, let's just talk and how much value can come from when you're just talking and having a conversation rooted in in mutual respect and and caring for each other versus shifting into some weird business mode that we think we have to adopt. And I think that's been probably one of the best things I've seen in the last few years culturally in work is the shift from the, the business, face and some of the hustle culture stuff that was really prevalent like five years ago even um and i think coming through covid people have been like all right that stuff just got broken down and and now i'm just a person so how do i show up as a person and know how to do my job do it well keep an eye on the on the profits all that stuff and it sounds like that's essentially what you're offering To people through your organization is giving them a chance to show up that way um maybe some are coming to it just now through covid and then others maybe kind of got ahead of the game you know when when they showed up earlier
1: i think for some people it was refreshingly different and they Mm -hmm. felt like they could just be themselves Mm -hmm. for other people i think it was harder and you know one of the things that covid did and zoom has done is Mm -hmm. you know you see people's kids you see people's pets you you like you see their environment like mm-hmm. your listeners and viewers can see that my office is Santa Central right now yep. so i tried to clean it up but there's just too much crap in my office and i can't yep. like it's yep. just like okay this is just the thing right mm-hmm. um so i do think it it forced us to be more human yeah which i honestly think is a really good thing and mm-hmm. so um one of the things so we do a piece of research every year we go out into the field uh, and we do primary research. Normally, uh, where we've uh, we've done it for the last ten years, and we mm-hmm. call it the Agency Edge Research Series. Normally, we talk to people who hire agencies about something really specific, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: why do you fire an agency? This the twenty in twenty three. The study was how, when, and why do you give your current agency more budget? Because mm-hmm. we knew everybody was struggling with biz dev. So how do you mm-hmm. get more share of wallet from your existing clients? Yeah, but, but- a couple of years ago, right after COVID we did research and we talked to over a thousand agency employees. Mm. And one of the things that was true, and we had done this about five years earlier. One of the big differences was that the post COVID study showed that one of the most important things for why an employee would stay at an agency was because they had a sense that their boss cared about their whole life not just their work life, mm. that they understood they were struggling with daycare or mm-hmm. their mom had dementia or you know they were in the middle of a divorce or they were getting mm-hmm. married or they were having a baby. It's not always sad things, but yeah that they that they really felt like their the agency owner cared about their whole life, not just mm. their work presence. Mm. And I think that I think to I, I think that's probably always been true, but yeah. I think people feel more comfortable articulating it. Mm-hmm. And asking for it. And so I think one of the one of the onuses, one of the demands on us as business owners is we can't show up like we used to show up. Like mm-hmm. it's all business and that's what it is, because that doesn't meet the need of our team anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: and honestly, I believe it contributes to the dissatisfaction of owning a business when you feel disconnected mm-hmm. from the people that work for you. Yeah. That makes it even lonelier. Yeah. So that that sounds horrible to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fascinating to think about the experience of of showing up and not having some of that connection. Like that that right? sounds pretty awful to me too. But I think many people felt like they had to for a lot of the reasons we've talked about. You have to sort of yeah. put that face. I've got it all under control. And yeah. I think I think to you right that COVID sort of broke some of those things down. It gave people permission to show up and go, I need this. I need you to understand that right. yes, I'm I'm trying to be the best account person I can be, but I'm also like you said caring for for a relative or I've got a baby on the way or whatever, you know, I've got yeah, to I'm studying off. for my <laughs> MBA or whatever
1: it is, yeah. right? Like I've got other stuff.
0: And I think that's that feels like you know, sometimes people talk about this, like bring your whole self to work and people go, well, what mm-hmm. does that mean? I think it means that. I think it means, yep. like you said, like work and life are blended. We are the, the same human being, whether we show up here or there, and we're bringing that stuff with us, whether right. you want us to or not. I'm bringing right. the fact that, that, you know, maybe my mom is dealing with that, the health issue or something like that. Like that's there. Wouldn't it be better to to know it, understand it, and find a way to show up with some empathy and curiosity so you can be more human together. And and as a result of that, I think when we're more human together, we work better together, right. you right. know? Um, and I think that's the part of the equation that's starting to show up more for people, but right. but I think we still have work to do on that. Yeah, and,
1: and the flip side of that is when, when I acknowledge what's going on in your life, Mm-hmm. Then you are much more open to understanding that even though I'm the boss, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Yeah, I have crap going on in my life too. My mm-hmm. kid's about to get kicked out of kindergarten because mm-hmm. she's mouthy. Right, my, you know, what whatever it is, like mm-hmm. then I think we start to give each other grace. Yeah. Right? And so, so for much of my adult life, I I have lived by a simple creed, which is Gratitude, give grace. And that and mm-hmm. when we when we incorporate those things into mm-hmm. our lives, right? Mm-hmm. So when we show up as an employer and we're grateful to our team mm-hmm. about what they do, they're more likely to be grateful back to us. Mm-hmm. When we approach things where we give people grace, where we we assume positive intent, mm-hmm. where we recognize that they're doing their best. Or we have a conversation when they're not doing their best to Mm -hmm. find out what's underneath it. Yeah, And, you know, sometimes they just suck at their job and we have to make a change. That's that's a different thing. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times people are trying their best, but something is in the way of them being successful. They might Mm -hmm. need more education. They Mm -hmm. might not be getting very much sleep because they have a two-month at home, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's work-related and sometimes it's life-related. And then when we try to come at it with a really giving attitude of... I I want to help you be successful.
0: Mm-hmm. When we
1: show up that way to our employees, yeah. they're much more likely to extend those same things back to us. And when we are willing to be vulnerable enough to be human and mm-hmm. show them that we need those things. Because honestly, when I say to employees, I'll say, you know, when was the last time you thanked, you know, Bob for whatever Bob did for you? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I, I never even thought that Bob would need that. Yeah. Well, Part of that's because they Bob is always acts like he's together and he Mm -hmm. does he doesn't need anything and he's Mm -hmm. got all the answers. And so again, I I think it's about how we show up for each other and to each other that allows us to sort of give back what we need. Mm -hmm. Right. And I do think the owner is in the position that we have to give first. Mm-hmm. We have to be vulnerable first. Yeah. We have to see them as a whole person first. We have to show the gratitude first. Mm-hmm. We have to model all of that because A, we're in a position of power. Yep. And B, if we don't model it, especially with some of our younger employees, they've never seen it. Before. They don't know it. They don't know how to show up in a workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so how we model that that attitude and that behavior mm-hmm. is going to show up in our workforce Mm-hmm. And in our work product, yeah, and in the consistency of our work, in our profitability, it all is interwoven.
0: I agree, and you use that word model, and it it makes me think about influence, right? And and mm. as an as an industry, you know, yeah. advertising is very much about influence, and you know, we try to influence uh, consumers, we influence the culture, and what I start to wonder is, can we can we influence on this? issue as well in terms of like creating work spaces can we be leaders at creating more human work environments for people can we yeah. lead the way you know we sort of have a reputation as like you know like i said earlier a little bit cutthroat a little bit crazy um you know does advertising have a chance to lead in a different way which is you know we want to recognize people's humanity we want to show up with love and compassion and curiosity and and give people who maybe are in, in other industries even or just within our industry a model that they can go hmm right i i'm curious about how i could do this but i don't know how to do it the ad industry particularly those small small to mid-sized shops who have the ability to really craft the experience in a way that maybe bigger ones don't you know do you do you see that as something that that could be possible
1: absolutely i mean yeah. I, I and and look at that business behaving in a different way and they're still making money,
3: mm, right? Exactly. I mean, because
1: because that's right. what everyone thinks is if right. you show up in the way we've been talking about today, you mm-hmm. can't possibly also be profitable. Yeah, And I would argue that that's actually the opposite of the truth, mm-hmm. that the reality is when you have a committed workforce and when you are united as human beings, when things hit the fan cuz you know they're going to and you're going to have to stay late or you're going to have to work longer hours or someone's going to have to proof something on a weekend or you know agency mm-hmm. life is not a monday through friday 9 to 5 kind of gig mm-hmm. so even though most days it can be that right when 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 the team feels committed and connected mm-hmm. when somebody has to rise above and beyond they're much more likely to yeah. whether that's taking a client call on the weekend and making a client feel like they're a priority, whether that's doing getting coming back to the office and working on a new business pitch because you have to give it on Monday so you have to practice it on Sunday or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. When when we feel connected and when we feel valued, we are much mm-hmm. more likely to go above and beyond, which is how we make money. Yeah. So I I just think I think the whole idea of being soft, which is how a lot of people would describe what you and I are talking about, yep, is somehow counterintuitive to making money. And that mm-hmm. those two things don't go together, right? Just is it just feels very limited in its understanding to me. You yeah know, I I also think at the end of the day, we work for two reasons. We work because we have to pay the mortgage and feed mm-hmm. our family. But sure. we also work because it's personally satisfying
2: hmm.
1: Right. So Danielle and I could make as much money not being who and how we are yeah. and being much more sort of black and white and, cool mm-hmm. and businessy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I rarely go a day without a, being on the phone with a client or getting an email from a client where they don't express gratitude or end the call with saying, hey, I just got to, I love you, man. Mm-hmm. Got to go. Right. Yeah. OK, I'll do that all day long. That, mm-hmm. that is why I work, right? Yeah. Yes, I have to pay the mortgage, mm-hmm. but I work because I want to help people be their best and change their lives.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I I can do that when I come at it in a soft way.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's, <clears throat> to your point, I think it's, it's very true. I do think it sounds counterintuitive to some folks. And I think showing that, I mean, this is the kind of thing that I want to start shouting from the mountaintops. It's just like, if you're doing this thing this way, meaning you're embracing this mindset of, of love and grace and, and empathy and, and compassion and you're succeeding, yeah. please, please tell the world, I, I'm here to tell the world. That's part of why I started this podcast is to just find people who are, who are doing things like this to make the world work better. And I want to just put my little spotlight on it and get it out to more people because I think that's how it really changes, right? If suddenly you yeah. see not just the one, oh, that's an outlier, they must just have some weird thing going on, but like, oh, right. this is a trend now. I'm actually noticing that people are doing really well by approaching work this way, then it it filters into work at large. It maybe even finds a way to filter into the larger, scarier corporations where people might think, oh, change is really hard there, but if right. they see it modeled, so I, I really love that you're helping agencies to model that behavior, you know, certainly if there's any way I can help sort of shout that from the mountaintops more, I'm here to do that because that's the kind of stuff I want to see more of in the world and kind of coming off of that, you know, feeling, I'm wondering, and and I, I have a feeling, I know the answer, but are you, are you feeling optimistic about the state of work? You know, whether it's in the industry agency world or more broadly?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think, Absolutely. I I think there are lots of things that have to be done in the world. And I think that um, at the end of the day, people hire people who help them solve problems. Mm -hmm. and There's nothing really more gratifying
2: Mm
3: -hmm. than
1: being someone who relieves a client of a problem that they're having. Mm -hmm. And when you can be a problem solver and you can do it in a way that is caring and compassionate that actually creates not only a connection within your own team, but, mm-hmm. you know, I again, with your clients too. Mm-hmm. I mean, when a client feels seen and valued and cared for, they stick around longer too. So yep. I, think, I think the secret to work is actually bringing your head and heart to work mm-hmm. and letting both of them have a role in the craft that you have. Right. I mean, so I, I think I think part of the craft is you're a great writer or you're a great art director or you're a great mm-hmm. code or whatever right. it is, or you're a great business development person. But part of the craft is also connecting to human beings and making mm-hmm. them feel like they're not so alone. I mean, yeah. work for everybody can be lonely. Mm-hmm. I think part of an agency's job is we are, you know, when you think about. An agency client. They live in this corporate environment that's very cutthroat. Mm -hmm. They get judged all the time. Their jobs are on the line. Mm -hmm. They need to know that it's okay to have a partner to think with, to dream Mm -hmm. with, to imagine, to Mm -hmm. blue sky with, where Mm -hmm. they're not going to be criticized for thinking that something's having a crazy idea.
0: Mm -hmm. You
1: know, when you're a client safe place. Yeah. And and I don't think you can be a safe place intellectually if you're not also a safe place emotionally. Yeah. When you're a client's safe place, mm-hmm. that's gratifying work. Yeah. That, that's important work. Mm. And it makes any job important. I don't care what you do, right? Mm-hmm. And so I believe that, I hope that part of what COVID has done for our industry, mm-hmm. it's done for all industries, which has made it more human.
0: Yeah, I love I love that paradigm shift on the client relationship because it can show up in such a unnecessarily antagonistic way sometimes and just reframing that through the lens of of humanity and and compassion and curiosity and recognizing the human being uh, in that other office and recognizing like the same things we're talking about in terms of coming together as a team. Embrace that same mindset. Get to really know and understand people as people. Um, yeah, there's going to be days where they want something and you don't want to do that thing. But right. now, now you you kind of know why. You 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 know where it's coming from, and you also know like it's just part of the normal ebb and flow of a human relationship, as opposed to oh, it's us against them. Let's yeah. let's let's you know hunker down. Well, know?
1: and I th- I think the other thing it does is that if if you take the time to get to know the person and I think if you show up to work that way every day, Mm -hmm. in many cases, you get to choose, right? You're successful enough that you get to choose who you work with. So if you get to know a person and you're like, "Mm, they're kind of yucky, right? Mm -hmm. If your business is successful, you get to go, you know what? Like, so as you know, one of our, one of our values is we have no tolerance for egos or assholes. Mm -hmm. We just just don't work with people like that. I don't Mm -hmm. I don't have
0: to. Yep.
1: And so I will get, I again, I will show up with gratitude, grace and give, I will give everybody mm-hmm. an opportunity to yes. show me that they're just having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, that's everyone's reality. I don't care how awesome you are. Of course. Um, but if that's, if you show up with a lot of ego or you're a jerk all the time, yeah, I get to decide
3: mm-hmm. because our
1: business is successful enough and mm-hmm. we attract enough good people that we don't have to serve. Yucky people. Mm. And so we just don't. So I think that's one of the privileges of showing up with your head and your heart. Mm -hmm. That A, you repel the wrong people pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And B, you can expel people who just Mm. don't fit with the kind of people you want to serve. But if you don't get to know them, then everybody comes off kind of cold and cut and dried. And so then you can't really
0: discern Mm -hmm. who's worth the investment Mm -hmm.
1: of the time
0: yeah that's that's really a really great way of looking at it um one of the final questions i I like to ask and i feel like you've kind of answered it but if there's more to add please do is if there's a if you had a magic wand and you could just make the world of work some ideal state you know fully de is the term i like to use what what does that look like to you i think it's
1: gratitude grace and give i think it's showing up with kindness i think Mm -hmm. i think Regardless of your, you know, religious beliefs or political beliefs, I I, I think if everyone practiced the religion of kindness, mm-hmm. the world would be a much better place.
0: Yeah, I I, yep. I tend to agree, and I, I'm a really big fan of the word grace because I think it, it's an active word mm-hmm. yep. um, to bring grace to give grace, and it just can pull you out of the the judgment so quickly and I am yeah, our brains okay. want to go to judgment so fast and just to just remind yourself give grace okay maybe Great. what's going on underneath here that kind of thing yeah. is, is wonderful yeah. so I think if we just showed up with that every day I don't know what the percentage increase of, of satisfaction from work would be but it's significant I think um, so too and then the, the other thing I ask people, and you, you don't have to do it if you're not up for it, but I I, I do a lot of sound effects on my podcast. I, I, I'm i a big cat guy, so there's cat sounds and everybody kind of adds a sound to it, usually each episode. Are you up for making a, a sound that I can add to the library? Absolutely. <laughs> what do you got?
1: Yeah. I I think desuckifying work, you know that sound that, so uh, we're dog people at my mm-hmm. house, Yeah, and when the dog is relaxed or when a human reaches into another person and, and they are embraced and they do that, exhale that, right? Like they, just, they let it all go. That to me is like one of the most gratifying sounds in the world because you can just feel them releasing the tension. Mm-hmm. Like the dog's like, Oh, you're rubbing my belly. This is like the best day ever. Right. And they just, the dogs will do this big sigh, this and people do it too. It's just, mm-hmm. it's such a a sense of letting go and yeah. just being able to be present. And mm. I just think if we can do that more for each other, that's a beautiful thing.
0: Ooh, yeah. I love that sound and I can picture that sound. I, I'm a cat person, but I have a lot of friends with dogs and you can just yeah. picture that moment where all of a sudden you just hear that. And it's just like, it yep. it comes off of you as much as it's coming off of the dog. Yep. It's Absolutely.
1: It's, and so I think when we can, we can trigger that sound
0: in another mm-hmm. human being
1: and sometimes it's not a sound it's an attitude sometimes it's a silent sound right mm-hmm. but when you can see that just that deep breath and that just settling into themselves mm-hmm. and feeling safe yeah i think that's a really powerful thing
0: yeah i agree um well that that took a little load off for me so i appreciate that and i think the last thing I'll ask is, you know, how do people find you and get to know more about what you're doing, Drew?
1: Yeah. So the easiest way is to head over to agencymanagementinstitute.com. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find the podcast there. You can find the courses. You can learn more about the peer groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty active on all social media. So you can find me on LinkedIn and
3: Facebook and mm-hmm.
1: threads and Instagram and all the places. So, mm-hmm. um we try to we try to be super responsive i will admit that um sometimes it's it's hard to get to everybody as quickly as we want to but i promise we will respond so mm. feel free to reach out so no, yeah i'm happy great. to hear from anybody
0: no, that's great anything uh anything big on the horizon for you guys any any plans for 2024 that that are getting No excited? we're
1: we're knee we're knee deep already in planning the Build a Better Agency Summit which is mm. uh, May 21st and 22nd in Denver so that's two that's days awesome. of you know, conference learning and a lot of peer-to-peer learning. We put people at tables, little round tables, and they share their best mm. practices with each other. And mm-hmm. so again, it's very collaborative and community focused, um, yeah. which I think aligns with sort of who and what we are. So we're, we're knee deep in the planning for that every year. That's always our, that's our, our big moment every
0: year. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope uh, some folks listening get a chance to, uh, to show up for that. Cause that sounds like a pretty wonderful weekend if you ask me.
1: Yeah. It's a blast. It's uh, it's, it's great to meet other people who do what you do and mm-hmm. actually find that they're willing to, you know, what I'll hear is I'll overhear people saying things like, Oh, I have a template for that. I'll send that to you. And, mm. you know, just that again, that very cooperative, there's plenty of
0: fish yeah. for everybody. Abundance uh, mindset. Makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. Well, Drew really enjoyed talking with you. This was a very eye opening conversation and, and one that I come away with, with a lot of hope. And I'm grateful for that.
1: No, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Drew. We'll take care. You Bye-bye. Too. Thanks everyone for tuning in to the DeSuckify Work podcast. And thanks to Drew for bringing insight, wisdom, and curiosity to our conversation. You can follow Drew on LinkedIn and check out his site at agencymanagementinstitute.com, where you'll find their podcast, info on courses, their blog, and a ton of other great content. Drew also hangs out on Instagram, Facebook, and Threads, so look for him there too. If you've listened to this episode and thought, hey, TJ seems like a great dude to have a conversation with, please reach out. We can set up a free half-hour, what the heck is coaching all about session. Always happy to chat about non-coaching topics as well, like cats, Snoopy, hockey, peanut butter, and Eddie Van Halen. Hope to hear from you soon. Bye everyone.